Abby. And I'm Liska. I'm not going to lie for a second, I was going to say I'm Liska. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like looking at you. Every <laughs> once in a while I do, I have a moment of pause and then I'm so ashamed that I don't know my own name. <laughs> uh, and this is... Cries in Norwegian. A podcast where we talk about scum and all its parallel universes. That's right. And this episode we are in... So I guess the actual way to pronounce it is druk. But I'm going to keep saying Druk because it's been too long at this point. Yeah, it's our thing now. And so I'm sorry for everyone (laughs) who speaks uh, German, German, but it's just Druk forever. Yeah. Instead of re-watching the early seasons of Druk, whatever, or (laughs) or listening to our own podcast about it, I was like, I'm going to listen to Alder Love. And then, so they've been using it correctly, and I hate them. Um, (laughs) Damn them and their professionalism. (laughs) I know, right? Well, anyway... Before we start our Druk talk, I'm like, is there any news or anything that we have to talk about? Uh, this is not exactly scam related, but... So yeah, so I had lunch with our mutual friends from AFI, and they just produced a show called Mixed. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's a French show. But uh, Lula Coton Frappier... Or Daphne. Daphne from Scam France is in it. Um, so they were very excited to hear that we do a scam podcast. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. And so anyway, shout out to Meeks. Go watch it. It's a, I think, a, another sort of high school-ish young adult in life show. It, I have not watched it. I've seen the trailer. It looks really good. So I recommend it. Very cool. I do think like the Scam France cast is one of the ones that get the most work, which I really like. Mm. Um, Scam Italia too. But again, in both of those cases, is the actors who are a little older, so I right. wonder if, like how much that plays a yeah, part into it too. I'm sure. But yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I was excited. <laughs> and yeah, other than that, or Scam News, Scam France News. I think we might be in for two other seasons. It's like, I don't know. I can never keep track of what's happening with Scam France. Uh, But you are right. We might just eventually just turn into a Scam France (laughs) podcast. I have been warning you for months. (laughs) Yeah. And then speaking of Druk, we are uh, talking about season five today. So we're meeting the new gen. And currently uh, Ishmael's season is airing. And I had forgotten how intense the Druk fans are. Like, literally, it's, like, episode one or episode two, and they're, like, this is everything wrong with this season. And I'm, like, we, you have, like, eight weeks to go. Calm down. <laughs> Although, I do, it did make me think, which this made me, because I, I learned this when I was seeing them panicking, that there is a new team of writers this season. Oh, And I think you can see them. So, I am a little hesitant, but I'm not panicking like they are. Right, right. Um... There's even things that I feel like are set up in these early seasons that are not quite followed through. And I feel like part of what I like so much about Nora's season is that very early on I understood what the season was about. And mm-hmm. whereas I'm like not 100% sure what Ishmael's season is about, mm-hmm. which is not a great sign. But yeah. I am still enjoying it. Um, so Yeah, it's fun. That, I mean, I'm now that I've seen the season and I know who you're talking about, when you when you talk about all these characters, um, I do not have a favorite opinion of Ish, Ishmael, Ishmael, I don't know how to pronounce their name. Um, so we can talk about that when we get to no, that. No, no, but, no. I but was the li- idea of a whole season, I just makes me like, no. When, we, when <laughs> I was rewatching, I was like, oh yeah, I've forgotten how kind of terrible he is that first season. Not that he's like 100% great in season two either but he's much better and you I think seeing him basically he's much lonelier which I I like Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of conflict between him and sort of Constantine in the background and he keeps trying to like reach out to Fatu who's like no no 
No, which I love. But then they bond over a turtle. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you, you told me about that. The turtle. I turtle is the best character of season of season of, of the season of season six. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for me, that's where he they sorry they uh, became much more fascinating or more interesting. Right? Uh-huh. And so I there was always this talk whether uh, season seven was going to be Ismail or Ava. And uh, I would have been happy with either. Um, and I think arguments can be made for mm. both. If this is the final season, I think, yeah, maybe I would feel a little bit, uh, not sad, but maybe like, kind of like... Like unfulfilled? Yeah, if, if I don't get an Ava season. Yeah, and it would be frustrating if it were the last... Not yeah, just, exactly. If, not it just, was, if it was the last season, then I think I would find it frustrating. Yeah, not just in for the um, for the season for the show as a whole as a frustrating last season, but specifically for that storyline. I will say for him, the one sort of thing that I was like, uh, the one thing that I sort of said about, hold on, how did I phrase this before? So the one thing that I would say I will say for them that there was a moment in the very beginning of, I think it's in the first episode, uh, where they say. I don't, I like you, but uh, I don't like when people mess with my friends. And so <clears throat> I was, I thought like, okay, maybe they have some redeeming qualities that get expressed badly. Like there's some good sort of uh, inner person. <laughs> yeah, I literally wrote, Mr. I don't like it when people mess with my friends is a liar. Was like. <laughs> <laughs> it's either a lie, which is possible. No, and I don't think it's a lie, but that's kind of what is fascinating where you get more glimpses of, you get more glimpses of those moments okay. in Fatou's season. Okay, okay. Where he's like trying to open up to her, uh-huh. right, to be like, Constantine, I've given up so much for Constantine. And she's like, Okay, woe is you. Yeah. Like, sort of. Sorry. Right? Yeah. I mean, what do you want to <laughs> Which would absolutely be my response, also. Uh, and sort of, like, um, I think that they are more, much more vulnerable and because they are looking for places to open up and they're not finding that with the Instas. Right. Which is really interesting. Right. Because when you hang out with the bitchy crowd, guess yeah. what? They're bitchy. I'm just kidding. I mean... Yeah. Um, okay, let's, I guess, okay. let's talk about Nora first. Yes, yes, let's dive into Okay, yeah, so this is Nora's season, which, yes, we are going to say, F you, Druk, for naming her Nora to confuse us Not further. just Nora, but Ava. <laughs> which is oh, like, yeah, that's And so uh, Zoe, like, now we're mixing universes all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, there's, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> but um, overall, what did you think of this season? Um, I had a really hard time coming up with, like, a, I don't know, a central thesis or even, like, a particular central thought about it, because every time I would stop and think about it, any single thing that I could point to, any sort of single element, like, acting, cinematography, anything, anything, are all very good. Like, very, very good. Yeah. And yet, as a whole, it didn't add up for me somehow, and I couldn't, for the life of me, put it into words I think I, I can make some guesses at like what didn't quite work for me that are mostly storytelling stuff like writing kind of choices um but in ironically in a very meta way and maybe this was intentional though I doubt it towards the end of the season I was like you know what I just feel disassociated from this season okay interesting so I, I was like it's like I'm watching people do things and I am very just sort of like watching people do things and that was my overall feeling so I can't say I didn't like it there's a lot to enjoy about it a lot to admire about it 
but I wasn't sort of as invested as I usually am when I watch uh, a season of Scum, any version of it. Uh, I, I did really, really, really like watching a new cast and a completely new story. Yeah. And I did really, really like the way they handled, let me put it this way, it feels very realistic what she goes through with mm-hmm. her dis- disassociation. Uh, so I did really like it, but it ha- did have this weird effect on me. So that's my kind of attempt. Okay, interesting. At yeah, I am I am on the record for really really liking this season. Okay, so I was um, interested to see how it played all together because uh-huh. that one I definitely watched like clip to clip, week to week, which I wasn't sure if I was going to do or not. I remember you talking about that, um, yeah. and I did, and I was really invested in it, and I really liked it, and I think seeing it together sometimes I think does point out a little bit of the flaws of Druk as a whole. Which, I, I'm also sometimes struggle with verbalizing, but it's like, it's kind of like, especially listening back to Alter Love talking about season one, where they have to, they're very efficient with their storytelling. It's like, this scene is there for this purpose, and then this purpose, yes. and this purpose, and then sometimes I feel like there's not room for anything else. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's so funny. It's one of the shows where I'm very aware that this is a show that has a budget, like, mm-hmm. and it's like, they have to work within that budget which is a really weird thing to say but I'm just like I'm aware of the artifice of it a little bit more when I'm watching it but it but this happened to me the second time when I'm watching it as a whole yes you you nailed it I actually did write even I think I wrote that at some point um I said uh I uh it feels scripted or designed there's like an artificial realism to it which if they were doing not if they were just shooting like a normal show it wouldn't be apparent but because they're making this attempt at realism and it's like and it's and it's like 90 percent good like it's tiny it's the tiniest things it's so i can't even really identify them for example the first place where i first was able to articulate this is what it feels like this artificial artificiality is when nora finally opens up in her english class yeah. about her mom and i was like why does this feel fake why? And in any other high school show, this would be a perfectly normal scene, but it doesn't feel real to me. And mm-hmm. I think it's just the contrast of what they're trying to do and and just, like, these subtle, subtle little things that over the course of, by that point, I think, like, eight episodes mm-hmm. had added up to me just feeling like, but it just doesn't feel real. And I think that's what gives that disassociation for me. Um, so, but anyway, but, I mean, this is, so, like, so this I is wanna, extremely... So I want to point out two things uh-huh. that... Um, like, came to mind when you were saying that. The first is that, uh, because one of the criticisms of, of Ismail's season so far is that the social media and the text messages aspect has been lacking, or more mm. than usual. And I didn't realize how important that was until I was rewatching Nora's season without it. Where I'm, There's entire storylines where I'm like, I thought this was part of the show. Interesting. But it just kind of all happened through the text messages. And so the other thing about Druk that I don't think you remember is the text messages in Druk, which used to be a criticism, aren't just from the main character to their friends. You get glimpses of basically everybody. Right. And that, and at first I remember I hated that in the earlier seasons, but now it's just become part of right. Druk. So it's part of the experience. So for example, Ava, do you remember when she's like on the phone uh, and she's saying that she's still getting messages from the mystery guy? Oh, um, yeah, yes. That's a whole freaking storyline where she's, she has, like, I, I mean, I think it's here, where she has, like, this sort of guy that she's talking to throughout, and they don't know who it is. And that's actually one of the things that we think the new writers dropped, and we're never going to find who it is no, that she's talking to. I hate that. Um, 
But like people are still to this day, people are still like, who was who, who was, was this Mr. person? Guy? Yeah, that she was talking to. Um, and then for example, our love of Yara. Josh's best friend. Uh-huh. Like, she has, like, one line here. Yeah. And, well, like... She, no, she's, like, she has one line that she says three times, which is, like, hey, see you... Hey, and see you later. <laughs> and, like, we love Yara. Like, we love her so much. I, I did kind of love her even in those very few scenes, but I have no other association <laughs> with her. That that explains, actually, a lot, because I did kind of realize at some point that part of what was missing for me is that I felt like dots weren't being connected between emotional moments. And, for example, when she fights with... Fatu and then make and then Fatu shows up later. Yeah, as, I can't remember exactly what scene it was, but I remember being like, "Wait, okay, so that was just over? Like, has nothing else happened? Like, it just felt like they were moving from like moment to moment." But I was like, "Wait, what? How did this?" Like, I even like Same I was thing with, I was looking at it, uh, like what I had reblogged that was tagged um, Josh or Spiderwits, and there's this text conversation between Yara and and Josh. I think after she does her dramatic reveal uh-huh. in English class. Where he's like, I don't know what to text her. And Yara's like, well, what do you want to text her? And he's like, that I just want to hold her in my arms and tell her everything's going to be okay. And she's like, yeah, maybe not that. Uh, <laughs> that might be a little bit too much. <laughs> a little too much. Uh, and so, like, stuff like that where I was like, like, I... And then now I'm kind of seeing the criticisms of Ishmael season and why that's sort of lacking. Lacking, yeah. Um, I totally... Another I think- character that basically only exists in in the text messages is our beloved Finn, who also has no lines. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny because I remember you talking about him, and so when he appeared, I was like, okay, this is going to be Finn. And then, like, he literally, I think he kisses Zoe a yeah, that's times. Pretty much that's what, it. That's pretty much what he does. And then they're actually trying to come up with some drama between them in, like, season seven, and everyone online is like, no. We've just been <laughs> quietly in the background, like, in love for two years. Do not, do, do not, not mess with them. Do not do this. They, they do have some sort of drama here, too, which, again, feels very, like, backhanded, but I bet it plays out in... So, in those texts, so, actually, you get that more with Kumi and him, because they're both Asian, and so they understand each other a little bit more, so you do get a little bit of context of, like, well, it's, you know, my family, and this, and expectation, and this other part, and so you get more of, like, the Finn yeah. and Kumi relationship and connection, which are, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure... I guess so. I don't know how I feel about that. I was yeah. just suddenly realizing, like, what an integral part of my understanding of uh, yeah. of certain aspects of the season was through the yeah. text messages on yeah. the social media. Yeah, you've blown my mind. It totally changes everything I had written. So great at solve everything I, I I have said so far. Yeah, and then we get really bombarded. Like I remember the thing about Druk is that set, like whenever you go to the party, you get like bombarded with content, right? And we haven't really had that to the same level, right? Um, this season. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that as a concept in general. Like I like obviously I love the meta ad or not advertising meta promotion um, of texts and stuff and Insta and all that. But it feels like the sort of school part of me says it should be supplemental. Yes, yes. Where it doesn't impact the viewing. That seems like the smarter, almost business choice. Um, because you, cause just not all of your audience is going to want to do that or have access to do it. Uh, and you want them to have a full experience watching an episode. I mean, watching a season. I think I probably land on that. Though I can see why it might be fun for real hardcore fans to be part of this like secret club almost yeah that where you sort of know the full story um and you have to like really be into it so yeah i don't know that was that was a really interesting sort of for me understanding of this season where i was like oh i kind of missed that why do i miss that and and you know we've 
this has been an element of a lot of other scam seasons, obviously, but I had I hadn't noticed it as much until uh, until like I noticed how lacking so, so yeah. some of the beats were for me the second time when I was watching it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, but you don't quite understand who this character is or, yeah. what, or what this relationship is. Or... In fact, the the whole girl squad doesn't. I had like a lack of a sense of them both as individuals and as a group they just sort of felt like they were there but and I wonder if I were also following all the texts and stuff oh interesting because I do love my cash queens I do love them I like I like them I like them I can't say this is a weird thing where I'm like I can't say anything specifically negative about it about okay. any of them or um a little bit I would say I can't quite I feel like they all have their thing like mm-hmm. Ava went to Alaska um, Fatu loves Kumi. Uh, Kumi, uh, Malin is that her name? Um, yeah, Malin. She's sort of like the peacemaker, you know, like the practical kind of peacemaker. But they're not that different from each other. They just, which is kind of, that's kind of realistic. Yeah, <laughs> but there's no, you know, when you, do you know what it is like when you when you watch Cam? And I don't want to like, com- I'm so sick of comparing. I, I don't mean this as comparison. I'm just using this as an example of a show where. Do you know the postcard you gave me of, like, the silhouettes of the characters? That's, in terms of writing, like, that's a thing that is generally considered a positive thing where you can sort of, like, by a silhouette, yeah. identify a character. And I don't know that I have that sense of them as silhouettes in a weird way, uh, which seems like a good thing because you want depth and layers, but you also want to have a silhouette. Now I'm just rambling, but I I don't know. I I cannot point to a specific thing. I it's that feeling of like disassociation. I I'm sure it has to do with not having. Uh, the... I mean, maybe I don't know. I've I've always really liked them. Uh, obviously, Malin to me is the weakest um, mm. character out of all. She certainly has the least going on. I can tell you, she's the least like on <laughs> online. Oh really? Yeah. Well, her big storyline in season six is to white privilege essentially like oh. it's like a whole thing with Ava and Fatu mm. and mm. her uh, and I don't know if you've noticed about Fatu and Malin but they do not like conflict yes uh, that is that is a thing that I did notice yes whereas Ava does and so uh-huh. yeah yeah okay I can see that. that yeah I actually do think that they do a really good job with that and so I'm kind of intrigued to see when we get there uh-huh. how it, you know season six eventually how that how holds that up but, uh, yeah, Maylin is not, I don't know. I don't know. She's the one that I'm the least um, a fan of, although watching it this time, I was, like, sort of trying to be exactly more aware of what sort of mm-hmm. they were setting up with her, and she's just nice. Yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Exactly. That's, that's kind of my point. I'm like, they all just seem nice, you know? Yeah. I mean, some of them have a little bit more, like, a thing, but generally, it's, it's like I like some people a little bit more for one reason or another, but generally I like all of them, except... The one notable exception, which I texted you about last night, where I'm like, Constantine is the worst person in Scamdom, and I cannot believe how much rage I have <laughs> at a teenager. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, yes. <laughs> um, the, the area of the Scam fandom that I am in all hate Constantine, and I'm very, very comfortable there. Uh, I do know that there's like, I don't know if it's the younger fans, I don't know if it's the German fans, some of them are like, yeah, yeah, he's so cute. No. No. No, he's a, no. He is the kid in an 80s movie who has, like, the preppy sweater around his shoulders and, like, says racist shit and 
gets hit by a piano at the end. No, I don't know. <laughs> but he is a total 80s, like, preppy bully. Um, another thing that I really enjoy about hating on Consti is that... Um, Consti. Is that... Um, I don't know when this began, and I know people do it in uh, Twilight 2, where they refuse to call him by his name. So they'll oh. just pick, like, any other word that starts with C, and then you know that that's who they're referring to. I mean, <laughs> my mind goes to things that... So people people do that in um, in Twilight with um, Renesmee. No one ever calls Renesmee Renesmee. Uh, we'll just be like, yeah, because when Renegade uh, was... <laughs> and, like, any other name except Renesmee because it's stupid. Uh, and so I've noticed that, too, with Consti Const- a lot online. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I am a fan of this. He does not even disturbed to me even when he kind of apologizes at the end i was like no i know right it's like what an what apology is that my man yeah no and so i mean they do a really good job of with what little screen time he has make you hate him yeah good job oh yeah no they did a really good job it's actually like a fun fun to hate character yes he is and i thought it was really interesting because i remember remember that we were meeting all these characters for the first time so we didn't know who they were so i think they actually released pictures of the instas and Nora first and so we were like oh these are a new like a new, new squad. squad and then it was like nope nope actually no no uh, yeah. so that was I remember that was kind of like a fun uh-huh. interesting like sort a of twist or twist reveal situation and we were like oh they're dating oh first episode oh oh never mind <laughs> like literally first scene and thank goodness yeah uh, and and that's kind of a where you can see like a marked difference between him and Ismail where it, because that one line that Ismail has I kind of feel like he's a character who I can see if I see a season from their point of view, I'll, they will be redeemed. Yeah. But not Constantine. Yeah. Cannot imagine it. <laughs> and I think even visually, people embraced Ishmael more because they look, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say interesting, I'm trying to be like, the, well, way, the way that they dress, the way yeah. that like, um, all of that, like, we're like, oh, is this character non-binary, like, what, what is their story? Like, there's just more questions. Yeah. Whereas with Constantine, you just look at him and you're like, like you said, bully. Uh, <laughs> unlikable. Please go away. Yeah. I do not need you. Exactly. Uh, so that uh, was interesting. I, I actually, yeah, I it's so fascinating that the Instas are, like, such a huge part of these seasons because, like, they're bullies. <laughs> Right, so, okay, so it took me a little while for some reason to catch up on this, to catch in on what's going on. But basically, if I can under- if I understand the situation, they were all friends, including Zoe and Nora. Yes. Uh, they were all part of this, like, group that called themselves Instas, who were kind of like the cool kids in school slash bullies to one degree or another. And then when Nora and Constantine break up, now she's on the out. Yes. And then she ends up To kind of parallel Ava... Eva being like yes yeah, uh, ki- yes not kicked, like kicked out but yeah, yeah. separated from yeah, um, and then uh, well I guess she was kind of kicked out anyway then um, she ends up befriending Nora ends up befriending Ava who had been part of the Instas once upon no, a time no 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 oh no had just been friends with so we don't find that information until later okay uh, but our understanding is I knew she was bullied by the Instas yeah so we knew that she was bullied by the Instas particularly Constantine and Ismail those are the two people that she right. is, cannot stand can yeah the most and then with the context of the new seasons um, we know that she 
uh, Ava, Ishmael, and Sasha used to be best friends, probably just in elementary school. Uh, there's literally a really good post if you want to hear it about like uh, the educational system in, in Germany and what where probably they uh, separated and why, and that Sasha probably doesn't know about the bullying. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Because <laughs> he basically went to more of a trade school. Uh, right, whereas okay. they continued on to like, like other gymnasium. Yeah, exa- <laughs> yes, exactly. And to do their abbey and all uh-huh, that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, yes. Okay. And Mylan is new to the school. I'm, I'm not sure about It was that. the way she came in with a soccer ball that made me think, like, is she new here? But anyway, she certainly wasn't part of the, the group. Yeah. And Fatu, what's Fatu's association with everyone? If everyone just was friendless. Like, that's kind of, they don't go into too much detail right, about right, right. how that happened. Although Fatu's hanging out with them in the beginning when when Constantine, like, shuns her. Well, I think um, Fatu's just trying to get close to, to, to Q- Q- Kumi. Kumi, yeah. yeah okay. which, whichever way I figured. she can. Okay. <laughs> and I understand that. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I love Kumi. Um, I love her. For a character who's like barely on screen. I know. I was like, like I literally yes, rewatching it, I was like, oh, wait, for some reason I remembered her being there more. Like, that's how good of an impression <laughs> she left in my mind. And then obviously she is, she's very much in uh, season uh-huh. six. The only uh, thing I didn't like about her was like, why did she hang out, hang out with these jerks? Yeah, and that's kind of I think the frustrating thing, even though we're only a couple episodes in with Ishmael's season, is that you're like, okay, but, like, we've questioned why these people hang out all the time. And then you would think that that's, it seems like that was going to be one of the main questions of the season, but it hasn't been brought to the foreground yet. Like, it's not, yeah, yeah. so that's the part where I'm like, I wish it was a little clearer. Like, yeah. I watched Nora's season, and I know by the end of the first episode that she's friendless, that sh- there's something going on with her, and then her mom's an alcoholic. Right. And, you know, like, I yes. have... Yeah, they, they are very... They set up those... The, 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 yes, go ahead, sorry. Even, even with Fatu, I, you know, I, I can't tell you with 100% certainty, but I'm pretty sure by the first episode I understand that she's not doing well in school. Uh, she is in love with uh, Kumi, and uh, I think those are really the main ones. Yeah. <laughs> and Ava... Uh, is starting up the... There's a conflict over, like, let's do our own Abby ball. I think it's either, if not the first and the second episode. Yeah, exactly. And so, the sort of dynamic between her and the rest of the group is very apparent. Yes. Uh, yes, they do a really good job setting stuff up. And yeah. then, so I feel like... And that's where I was now seeing, now that I know that I have they have new writers for season seven, I'm seeing that it's a little less mm. well set up. Interesting. And then maybe the thing that is being set up, isn't that interesting? Uh, I love Sasha, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you showed me... I haven't met... No. He doesn't do the show, right? No. So, and I think that's a little bit of the other criticism is, like, that we haven't really been seeing the old characters. I'm hoping that, I mean, I know by the time this comes out, this will not be true, but it's been so many clips and not a single sighting of Nora, who was a protagonist in Druk. Like, Nora is missing in action. Are you okay, Nora? Are you alive? (laughs) Do you need help? Yeah. We miss you. Two episodes. Yeah. And not... Without explanation. No, they all went to a Halloween party together, and there were just no Josh or Nora, and there was like, what? (laughs) Like, what? And that's what I mean, like... I feel like in another season there, w- there would have been a text message uh, with the cash right. clues where Nora would have been, like, doing this other thing with Yara and, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, no. Radio mm-hmm. silence. Right, right, right. I see what you mean. It's weird. <laughs> I'm like, where are they? Um, okay, again, we've, like, just been talking around. There's, like, no order to this. I know. Well, should, we, should we try to talk? Can we focus in on... 
Nura, I mean, that's a big Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topic. Let's, so, so, yeah, so I feel like, obviously, so... You laid out her three conflicts. That's a pretty, a good approach, maybe, to talk about them. Um, yeah. Okay. Maybe. I mean, go ahead. Well, I was just going to talk, like, okay, so Nora is sort of our character, our way into the new generation, mm-hmm. because she is Kiki's sister, mm-hmm. right? And, um, so, I guess my first thing was, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Nora and maybe the family dynamic there, too. Yeah, yeah. And so, so Nora is the youngest of the three sisters, and she's the only one officially still living at home. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, again, really well laid out how Kiki and Zoe are just done with their mother. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been, they've, I mean, they, their mother's an alcoholic, they know this, they've tried to help her, but they've kind of had to mm-hmm. just prioritize their own their themselves yeah and how that's one of Nora's journeys right mm-hmm. um and I still do think that there are still a lot of powerful moments especially in that first half of her uh, really trying to justify I don't know like being home right and clinging to this idea of family when her sisters over and over are like, what family? Yeah. Um, and I thought that was interesting and, for the most part, well set up. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was well set up. I, I really like, I mean, really love that, like, the conflict presented there. Um, that she is buying alcohol for her mom, and then later when she has that, I think it's in English class, when she has, or maybe sometime around there, about how, like, you, I just wanted to see her happy. Yeah. Like, it's in- very empathizable. And, like, just the idea of being a kid caught in this situation. Yes, exactly. When your older sisters are, have left for, for valid for reasons. reasons. And also how much, in some ways, she's the most, like, I don't know, soft of her three sisters. Yes, yes. Kiki's, Keep, like, a tough girl, like, in a great way. Zoe a little bit in, like, a <laughs> in, like an I know. insta way. Zoe's so interesting to me because she shouldn't be as likable as she is. Yes, yeah. And yet... I think part of the reason she's so likable is because of Nora and Kiki. Yeah. Because because they love her and she loves them. And so yes. that kind of softens some of the rough edges or like the you know, the edges. Um but but anyway, yeah, so so she's the softest, let's say, and um most vulnerable and also clearly the most sort of like paralleling her mom. Yeah. Where when she starts drinking herself and when she's saying, like, now I understand why mom does this. I, a little bit I feel like that's a really big, like, they could have just had an entire season about that. Yeah. And then nothing else. That's a big, kind of, very dramatic <laughs> family scenario. And a little bit I was like, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, or let down, or I don't know. I feel like there are unaddressed aspects of that. For example, once she does have that realization that now I understand what she's going through, does nobody ever sort of then you know, sort of do the math and say, well, clearly our mother also has, like, alcoholism isn't just itself, like, it has underlying reasons, or certainly in her case it does, uh, that she's self-medicating for some other mental health issue, and just, like, I don't know, I understand that they need to protect themselves, but they also have an obligation to, like, their mother on some level well i think this and, and they mm-hmm. might have already done it's just that it's never addressed you know what i mean like if, if well i think if this was kiki season we would it would be a different story right because she would be the oldest and right sort of like and i think in a lot of ways um, 
she's leading by example. Right? I mean, I guess she does take the mom to rehab. Yeah, yeah, she does. She does take the mom to rehab. Okay. Um, they're not... I didn't get the sense that they're opposed to never seeing their mom again. I think they just have boundaries and they've realized that if the mom cannot do her part and respect those boundaries, then 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 they cannot be there anymore. So I don't yeah. know. Like I do I do agree that there's like an open ended question yeah. there. Um, I, I guess no, and and I and I think that's like in general a fine and correct and healthy decision for them to have made it seems like from their situation it just there was something that felt like she comes to this uh nora herself comes to this she texts her mom like i have to move out please don't and it's just sort of is it's like it's there again i'm watching something but i was not i just felt like i wasn't it was just another thing that she that she went through that she did i don't know i don't know if i'm doing a really poor job of explaining that but um anyway that's that's my feeling on the on that, on the family dynamic and stuff. Uh, I love the sister dynamic. Yeah, I was I was gonna say probably my favorite is the sister dynamic, even in relation to how they sort of deal with the mom, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could tell. First of all, yeah, the sister dynamic was really good, and I also just liked how how they much like you said how much they loved each other. Uh-huh. Um, the different degrees of like. Um, sort of covering for each other and also like protecting each other yeah. and I don't know I, I so I really appreciated yeah, that yeah um, and even the interesting situation that happens where when Nora is pushed out of the instas at first I was like what the fuck is wrong with Zoe like how the fuck what's happening how does she how is this not causing more conflict but by the end or at least further into the season I was kind of like actually I kind of appreciate how real this feels yes I was gonna say <laughs> I do get frustrated with Zoe mm-hmm. and sort of uh, her lack of empathy at mm-hmm. times yeah. for for Nora, uh, but I do also think that Zoe is also going through a lot. Yeah, and her way of dealing with her mom's situation is she has found this other family and she needs to make that work. Yeah, that's a really um, good point. And, and that's why, like, I mean, I think that's the other part. Like, this girl apparently spends, like, every night with Finn, I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> Where are Finn's parents? <laughs> well, I don't think Finn's mom likes her. That's the issue. Oh. Oh, uh, is that the conflict? That yeah. That kind of brews in the background? Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. I uh, mean, if my teenage <laughs> son's girlfriend was spending every night, I would have a bit of a problem, too, uh, even as a generally... And so I, I think I'm also trying to have empathy for Zoe and what she is going through, mm-hmm. but obviously I'm in Nora's point of view, so I feel I do feel betrayed, Yeah. Uh, but ultimately understand that the love is stronger. Yes. But yeah, I'm definitely conflicted, that I'm like, Zoe, come on! Yeah. She's your sister. Yeah. Come on. Uh, stand up for her, but but I do think the the point about this being her surrogate family is a hundred percent right, and she it's not like she actively pers- like encourages the shunning or um, they do still sort of interact with each other. It's yeah. not like so dramatic that you know she's like banished. And that's a lot of what's so fascinating about the instas is that one oh one everyone except Consti is fine. But then you put them all together, and right. it's like a monster. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. They are, they, well, I don't know about Ismail, but but, but certainly uh, Kumi and Zoe. Yeah. Maybe all have some issues, but they're fine, but somehow together. Yeah. 
they are a monster. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> the Insta monster. Yeah, and and it's really fascinating uh, to me the way that works. And then obviously I love having Kiki. Do you know what it is? It's Constantine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's the cancer in that. He is. Yes. In that group, and it seeps into and everyone. And that's why that's what all I want Ishmael season to be about. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't feel like you're giving me that. So I'm very anxious about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did also really like the actress that plays Nora. I think she pulls off that dreamy, impulsive. Yes, I kind think of she's quality. really good. I don't know what is happening. That was just a scam. Oh yeah, yeah. They scam call me likely. <laughs> Different kind of scam. Yeah. Um, I think that the actress who plays Nora actually won uh, one of the acting awards. Oh, great, for yeah. For this role. So she's really fantastic. Yeah, she's really, really, really good. And I think that's part of why I miss her so much, even in the background, mm-hmm. because she just, she's really good to look at. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, she's fascinating to look at. Um, and yeah, I think you're right that it, sometimes when something isn't quite 100% working, maybe on the page, like, she gets you a little closer just by yes. just by being really good. <laughs> yes. I uh as for even for how sort of like distant I felt from the season where I do connect was just like whenever she's whenever she's going through something, I'm in the moment with her, even if it doesn't like didn't like super add up always, but uh but she's so watchable. She is, she's really watchable. Um and then yeah, and then I just want to mention Kiki. In, like, a subtle way. Yeah, yes, I do agree. Yeah. And then I do want to mention Kiki because I did, I did actually like Kiki, having Kiki around, and that it wasn't just, like, here she's in the first clip to introduce uh, the new characters. Like, she was part of the story, part of the family dynamic that her, she has prioritized her sister's well-being. Um, I assume mainly because she doesn't want whatever she went through to happen to mm-hmm, them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also how ultimately she's a kid, and mm-hmm. there's only so much that she can do, right? Uh, and so I really liked that sense at the end of the season that the three of them are doing the best they can, and that doesn't mean it's perfect and they don't have all the answers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that they embraced her and kept her as part of Nora's story it was a very wise choice, I think, and uh, besides enjoyable for those who've seen the earlier seasons, uh, just just it enriched Nora's story. I did love seeing Kiki kind of, like, grown up. Yeah, me like, too. Like, mature. Yes, because <laughs> that is not the, like, literally, I was like, can you imagine these three girls at high school at the same time? Like, I don't think that Nora and Zoe would even, like, like would be like, who are you, Kiki, yeah. right? Like, I'm like, you don't know, girls. You don't even know you the half know. of it. Yeah, you don't even know the half of it. And, and especially because the sh- all the scam shows end when they graduate, essentially. So we've never had that sort of satisfaction of seeing, even though Ju- um, Julianne Dem will occasionally tweet, like, or, or whatever, yeah, make yeah. a statement somehow that so-and-so is in med school or whatever. It's nice to see that continuation. And Carlos... And Carlos, surprisingly also mature. Yeah. I don't know what happened to all of them in the summer between high school and college. (laughs) (laughs) Or not college, I guess he's not in college, but trade school, whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But they all kind of, like, grew up. (laughs) Yeah, like, literally, there's, I remember that I had reblogged this, it's like, uh, Carlos, this whole season has just been chilling in Trier, learning Luxembourgish, I guess it's the language. Luxembourgish? I think that's, I guess, the language, I don't know. And loving Kiki. Good for him, good for him. (laughs) And I was like... 
Carlos deserves right. Might not have brain cells, but that's okay. <laughs> he comes through when it counts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I He's loyal. Really appreciated seeing him for the little that I saw him be like, yay! Yeah, I believe in you too. <laughs> yeah, there's something. Um, you know who wears the pants in that family, and it works very well. Yep, yep. <laughs> for and, both of and, them, and it, and it was very satisfying, like you're saying, to see her pursue her dreams. Maybe not on the same timeline as right. some of the, her other friends. Although I remember Hana also not quite knowing. No, I yeah. think she ended up going to nursing school. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. See, now I have to remind myself what everyone's up to. And mm-hmm. I, w- I kind of, like, I, I, you know, I, like, have mixed feelings about, like, being, like, a fan service mm-hmm. But I do kind of wish I had a little bit more glimpses of, like, where's, what's everyone up to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, you just kind of want to But it was really good to know that she's pursuing what she loves and that she's getting into a really good college. Yeah. And, like... And psychology seems perfect given her background yes. with her family and then like yeah. So I really, really loved that. So yeah. yay for Kiki, yay for the sisters. Um I definitely have a lot of screenshots of them of them of the three of them hugging. Like mm-hmm. I was like, Oh they're hugging. Uh-huh. Oh they're hugging. Uh, <laughs> and uh it's really interesting because we went at, at least in Druk, um basically everyone has a sibling. Uh, uh, oh yeah. And so that's a dynamic that we didn't really get to see in Scam. Yeah. Like, and so I really all, mostly single children. Well, except Isaac, but but we, we never see the yeah. sibling. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said mostly. Well, and Jonas too, but then we never get a Jonas season, right? So like Right, right. It's right, like right. there are siblings, but it's not part of who the mains are. Although it is one of the things we love about Sana's season. So I think maybe maybe I don't know. I don't know if they saw the reaction to that and were trying to do that because yeah. um yeah, um there's Nora has two sisters. Fatu has a brother. Um, Ismail has a little brother. Um, and so, like, it's interesting to see. I do appreciate that Druk um, is trying to lean into the family dynamics in a way that maybe the original couldn't as much because of the way that Scam is. Yeah, what they were focused on. Exactly. Yeah. Like, just like OG and sort of what you're left yeah, there. Yeah, kind of how Italia. For yeah. at least the first two seasons, maybe three, leans more into family, yeah. at least the family presence. Yeah, presence. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, I, I really liked having that dynamic, and I really loved them. I really loved the bracelet too, like uh-huh. as, a, as a recurring symbol throughout, like Kiki giving it to Nora at the beginning, kind of because of what you're saying, because she recognizes Nora as the softest, uh-huh. right, uh, and sort of wanting some sort of... Um, protection. Protection, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then Nora giving that to um, Zoe at the end when she feels like Zoe will need it too. Or like, we, we can all share, share. right, yeah. this. And so I thought that was quite lovely. I did kind of like, because you were saying about the real, realism, like Zoe being jealous a little yes. at the beginning when yeah. she realizes that Kiki has given the bracelet to Nora. That was really well done. And when it happened, and then sort of nothing really comes of it, exactly like not in a direct conflict kind of way and I was like well why would that seems and then I was like no I actually like that yeah because it adds to that like yes yeah, siblings have shit with each other and then it comes and goes and it's not that you know yeah but and then and then also happens at a moment where they weren't expecting Zoe to come and help them clean up and she still came and helped them right. clean up exactly so, you know it's yes. those little things of like uh, the family dynamics that I think they really nailed yeah um, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so I really like that so we talked a little bit about the Kosh queens. Um, oh, wait, can I just say one more thing about the family? Yeah. 
the mom is not a good actress. <laughs> Sorry. That's the only, like, not good, like, technically, in my opinion, anyway, mm-hmm. not good thing. Not that she's bad in a comical way at all. It's just that she didn't add anything. It, it was like I was watching a woman who's playing an alcoholic single mm-hmm. mom mm-hmm. with a lot of problems. I did, again, like, sort of uh, seeing Nora react to her intensity, intensity and how that would shift throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, and so, I like, Nora's own reactions to her oh, yeah. mother were interesting for me to watch, but I... Yeah. The, the storyline was great. Should we talk about Nora and Josh as, like, the next major storyline? Yeah, line? sure. So, uh, I mean, okay, so I know they have more than one shipper name, but I only refer to them as Spiderwits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you used that earlier. That's very funny. I like it. Yes. What other shipper names are there? I don't know them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spiderwits is the best one. I guess so Spiderwits is the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, so, first of all, I like how it's set up, sort of, mm-hmm. like, the meet-cute. Yeah. Um, with the parkour king. I don't know what he's doing half the time. I don't get it. It's very confusing to me. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, he's just jumping from building to building in Berlin. I think that's, like, park. that's what parkour is. I know, yeah. but it's, I'm, like, literally, I'm, like, literally my note was, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, what are you even doing? Uh, I remember a high school boyfriend explaining <laughs> parkour to me as, wait, let me see if I can remember. It was something like moving through space in energetic and creative ways. Something like okay, that. Okay, because so prior, prior, prior to my King Josh, um, <laughs> my re- only association with parkour really was that it was the only thing Roy did in Arrow. Like, it's like, what is Roy's superpower? Parkour. Parkour. <laughs> <laughs> My only other association is James Bond. There's like Oh, so, so there yeah. you go. So I'm like, I knew this was a thing. I knew it existed. <laughs> but seeing Josh do it, I was like, I don't get it, but good for you. I think it's just like testing yourself, like pushing yourself to the limits. Okay. Kind of oh, by like, the way, the, the My King thing is kind, kind of a joke because, like I said, we didn't see Nora or Josh at all in the first episode. And then Josh showed up in the second clip of um, the second episode. Oh, uh-huh. And everyone was like, Return of the King! He's here! <laughs> it's all good now, guys. Yeah. And um, he was just in the background talking to Finn, but we were all like, Look at him. He's there. He's there. He's alive. He's, he's looking he so is, well. He's he, look- yeah, go ahead. Um, anyway, like, looking at his face, um... He is incredibly pretty. <laughs> he is one of the prettiest people in Scamdom, that is for sure. I am not kidding when I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna make, like, a slideshow this week for the Insta that's just, like, his face. <laughs> it's, like, him, Kumi, uh, what's his name from Scam España? Uh, this is just, like, pure, like, prettiness. Alejandro. Alejandro. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting someone, he, but... He is so pretty. Um, yeah. and anyway, I liked... I liked them a lot. Um, I think it's very soft as a relationship. I don't know if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Uh, I liked the mystery of it. I was on the lookout to see how I felt about sort of like their banter. And for the most part, it's cute. It's not like iconic, right, or anything. But like they have pretty decent chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, so there have been some criticism that he's boring, but whatever. I like that they play him against type because he is so pretty and, like, let's say a strapping fellow. He yeah. could be an insta. He could be, like, the worst bully of them all. But they actually play him as this very quiet, very emotional guy. Um, so I really, really like that. And 
uh, when he opens up, I think one of the strongest moments for me was when he opens up about his dad. Yeah. And that felt very real, and how, um, actually I love the moment where he quotes that, those lyrics from that song. Actually, I can't remember now what they are, but it's something to the effect of, I will never leave you, or I'll never run away, and... It has such so many layers there because it's, you know, his dad left him and then he memorized it so his dad would come back. But also he's kind of saying it to her. Yeah. And it's just a really, really well done scene. Yeah, so I, I feel like for the most part, Josh is there to provide hugs. Yeah. Which I am okay with. Yeah. And I, and I like sort of like, I don't mind that his role is just to be reliable uh, because nothing like else, a good guy. yeah, exactly. Nothing else in her life is right, uh-huh. and to um, to find her, to hug her, to question her, um, in a way that it is hard to balance. He even says it himself, like I like like the hero complex, uh-huh, and uh-huh. I do think that it's like hard to balance. But to me, it worked. Like it didn't feel like yeah. I well, partly because he seemed self aware of it. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I just really enjoyed them and their dynamic and the rooftop is a really good like uh-huh. cinematic like place for them to meet up and I had forgotten how much the rooftop was in the mm-hmm. season and I how much I really liked it visually and yeah and I liked like I do agree with you that that scene where he's quoting the dad is probably his strongest moment mm-hmm. and he's um I I was I didn't get a chance to but I wanted to give like every episode like a jokey title and so, for example, episode six is uh, Nora Can't Feel Anything, because that's the episode where she really, like, just everything is gone. Like, it's been, uh, we've seen a little bit of it's it earlier, growing, but that's yeah. the episode where she's just like, nope. Uh-huh. And then I think it's episode, I think it's episode nine? Yeah, episode nine I call um, Therapy is Great. Uh, because <laughs> everyone is like, therapy, 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 therapy is great. Yes, I have taken therapy. Uh, you should too. Yeah, uh, you should not be ashamed of it. <laughs> and those are all good messages. Um, yeah, I, I, I also love their meet cute, by the way. I didn't uh, say it earlier, like, a lot, a lot. I almost could have had, not more of it necessarily stretching it out, but... I don't know. Yes, I thought it was really well done, and um, obviously now that I knew that it was Josh, like he is always there in the background, right? Um, but it's but it's kind of like a fun mini arc too. Yeah, so, like especially that first half is a lot of it is so sad, right? She's been kicked out of the friends, mm-hmm. like uh, and like we we understand the situation with her mother, um, and then sort of there's this like cute little mystery yeah. of like who is a like phone guy and yeah. mystery guy and like sort of like that's a way to connect with this new group of friends that I thought worked really well in a way that was like kind of like approachable for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really cute. Yeah, it was really cute. I, th- their relationship is like, like you said, it doesn't have like iconic, but it is very sweet. And I did kind of like at some point be like, there's just no conflict here. And then I was like, you know what? There's not room for any. No, exactly. Yeah. And so I I appreciate that, that, yeah. that he's just there to be a support system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could see that. And to sort of try to push her, um, I don't want to say out of her comfort zone, but like, uh, it's like her first, she knows how to open up Actually, she doesn't know how. I was going to say she knows how to open up with her family, but that is not true. Uh, Definitely not true. She <laughs> does not know how to open up, right? And the, To anyone. <laughs> to, to herself. <laughs> and so I liked sort of that uh, thing. And I think the show recognizes that, that this is like very early stages. So it's not treating it as like this epicness of something like 
um, evap or whatever. But but at the same time, I think that we do see the worth in what they give each other and the comfort, even if there's no. And that's why, uh, even though they gave them minute by minute, everyone's okay with it. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I, so I, I yeah. That. So like, Drew didn't use uh, minute by minute in their Dev NC season. They didn't use it. Um, and so, I mean, they, they, they had it, they, they could, uh-huh. and they were like, we're going to give it to Josh and Nora, and everyone in there was like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> they can have <laughs> they, it. They've earned it. <laughs> they've earned it. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, they have their minute by minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even then, I did, like, we haven't really talked about her dissociative disorder. We've, like, talked about, around we'll it. We'll get to it, yeah. Um, but I did, like, that... Um, I wish I'd written it. Like, I I loved her. I loved the leg cramp at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it felt like such, I didn't want to say beautiful, but, like, in a lot of way, like, I, I, I remember I thought about it last night, and I was like, oh, it's, and I don't remember what I said, but, okay, I literally wrote, Nora feels a leg cramp, and it's beautiful. So I guess I thought <laughs> so it was So you beautiful. did call it beautiful. I did call it beautiful. Yeah, it's charming. I will say, like, it's very, yeah, beautiful seems like a weird word for a cramp, but I know what you mean. Yeah. There's something so perfect about it. Yeah, like, and that her reaction is, like, I don't, like, to, to go to Josh uh-huh. uh, felt very authentic, and I really yeah. liked it. And, and um, it was sort of... Part of what I think why it works really well is it's a small thing that is the signal of coming out of this yes, exactly. period. Yeah. yeah. And so I think you're right in that, and I think this might be true of a lot of scam seasons, but where they are trying to tackle too many things, and then mm-hmm. towards the end of the season, they kind of have to be like, well, not every, we can't give everything the 100%, like, mm-hmm attention it deserves so we kind of have to and and not everything can be wrapped up because that's not realistic and that's not the scam way and so I really I I what I mean by beautiful it was like to me was um just a very effective way of showing that that change of Nora that has actually started yes yeah so I, I really liked it yeah should we talk about the disassociation yes um I don't know enough about the disorder I do know that usually you would have to be even more specific about what she has uh, I've heard like like that they kind of did more of a blanket uh, okay, statement yes. about so, it yes I have thoughts um, on that yeah and uh most of it, correct me if I'm wrong people most of the reaction that I've seen online was like it works with what the season is doing and they understand that they are limited by certain things yeah um, yeah I will say that just like um Fatu's learning disability the, the fans were able to sort of put together pretty early on that that's what was, what was happening ha- happening with her so because they set it up sort of pretty early on with the mm-hmm. visual cues and the sound cues and and then um yeah as as early as her date with josh her first date with josh like she she's not feeling cold mm-hmm. and yeah i didn't i didn't in retrospect, I was like, oh, that was a nice. And everyone is, rem- like, nice it's, it's, it's remarking on it, but not in a way that's like, you are not cold? Right, 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 right. And we're like, oh, 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 I can't believe you're not cold. And she's like, yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, I didn't pick up on that one at the time, but I, I was, I think for me, I was a little frustrated with them not being more specific. Okay. Um, I get it. I totally understand. Yeah, until like episode five, six or seven when I saw, started putting it together. Because at first I was like, okay, so is it a panic attack? Is it an anxiety disorder? And then I was like, no, it's depression. Is it a, is it a seizure? Because my friend used to have these like um, grand mal seizures where he, it wasn't like he was shaking. He just sort of like zoned out. And then suddenly would snap back in. It would be like 30 seconds. But so it was very similar to what she was going through. So I'm like, what the fuck is 
happening. Yeah. Um, then I started with like, okay, I think I know where this is going. I, I like I said earlier, I think it feels very, very realistic in a weird way. Like I could totally imagine this is how it feels like for especially a teenager who then is also hiding it. Um, who is just kind of trying to like live her life and keep going, day, you know, get through every day with this going on, increasingly afraid and then also sort of, I don't know, in denial or at the very least not want, not looking into it, not seeking help. But even then, I thought it was really interesting that she does try to look for help. Yes, actually. She does go to the doctor. Yes, that was fantastic, and, yeah. And, and it doesn't change anything. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're anemic. And she's like, no, like, and, and they don't believe her because yeah. that, or they don't listen to her. Yes, yeah. Right? And, and that, yes, I thought that was really well done. However, <laughs> this is my, like, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was really intrigued to see what you had to say from where, like, I, I give them the props that they did, like, the entire season yeah. on this, but then, ultimately, it's a little bit, like you're saying, they're not specific enough, I think. But yeah. go on, go on, tell yeah. me. And I also love that they tackled it at all. I feel like something that hasn't, I've never seen. So, yes, there's definitely some limitations to how they show Nora's mental illness, but... Again, I really love that you said, like, that they're talking about it at all. Yeah. I think it, I think it's one of those things where, you know how sometimes they'll show, like, the original scam seasons at, like, to teach about, like, mental illness. Right, or right. homophobia or blah, blah, blah. Like, it's another one where you can see, sort of, that they do, I think part of what scam wants to do is teach that reality, yeah. right? In a way that doesn't feel like a PSA. Right, right. <laughs> Right? Yes. And that's absolutely. why I also really love what they do with Fatu's season and her le- learning disability. Yeah, that's also probably very relevant to a lot of Yeah, which I thought was teenagers. really cool and really well done. Um, yeah, I think my, my issue with um, the way they handle it is not so much in the way they present it um, or anything. It's that, like, okay, so I'm not, I don't, I don't know exactly. I meant to talk to my mom about this, who's a psychiatrist, and then I didn't get a chance to. But my understanding is that, like, disassociation like there's a reason for it it's not something that just happens like a learning disability okay right like it's not just something is like it's like disassociation usually comes from trauma or drug abuse which is not her case or depression is a big cause of it so so while i really really like that they do it i feel like they don't go that extra step to dive into where this is coming from, mm-hmm. and yet all the pieces are there. Yeah. Like, very obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they do a fantastic job with yeah. laying all those pieces. Do you and know how, and you know somehow, how... But somehow they don't just sort of, like, they. I feel like, maybe it's just me, but I feel like they didn't quite make that last connection. So, for example, so there's her situation with her family and her mom, specifically, the, the sort of um, de- depression and anxiety, well, mostly depression, I would say, caused by that. Then the stuff with Constantine. Then that starts, so that creates this, like, condi- like feeling in her, which is now its own source of stress, which deepens the feeling. Yeah. And so she's now in this kind of cycle, and it's causing all these problems with her, with Josh and with her friends, and that's making it even worse. And I feel like they don't quite make that final sort of, they, I, f- I felt like they were treating it like, oh, you happen to have this disorder, and it affects your life and your relationships and you have to deal with it but they don't make the connection of like why this showed up uh, sorry, so backing up for a second a little bit like that i felt in the season was that there were these multiple stories going on and they were mm-hmm. a little bit sort of like 
just a bunch of things going on, but there was nothing tying them together. I mean, other than they're all happening to this girl. Like, that's the common connection, right? Yeah. And then when they started to uh, bring up more this condition that she was having, these moments that she was having, I was like, oh, I get it. This is about, this is what it's about. This is the thing that ties it all together. Yeah. Except it didn't, at least to me, it just didn't feel like it made that, the way that, like, good seasons, of uh, uh, other good seasons of the show, um, Evac season, or... Scam Espana season three. Scam Espana season three, or what the fuck, Zoe's season, I can't remember, season um, two? two, when the show is very, like, well drawn on like here's a spine of a character's issue that we are working from every angle and everything is kind of lining up into that when it's really really well done um it's really really satisfying and I felt like in this version I was like I can see all the pieces but they didn't quite all uh you know connect to it just to be also like these are like super nitpicky, nitpicky. Things, like <laughs> like it's kind of it's it's what keeps this particular season for me from being like fantastic i love it even though there's mm-hmm. so many good things about it including the, especially the actress um but it's still like a really good season for the record <laughs> just so that i don't sound like an asshole i do think it's a really strong season it's just this was like yeah i was just i wanted them to make this extra connection mm-hmm. where it's sort of i think the the therapist tries a little bit but maybe it's not explicit enough to be like you know like I think I don't think the thing is like I agree with you that she doesn't use the word trauma I don't think Mm -hmm. but it's like you know sometimes or depression I don't think she does because I think she's depressed yeah so I think she kind of (laughs) talks around it a little bit yeah where she's like you know this is the way of sort of like you handling something really big happening like right I can't like I was trying to see if I wrote it down and I literally didn't I was just like the the part that for some reason I noted because I kind of liked was that it's not that Nora doesn't want to be at the therapist although she doesn't is that she doesn't want to is that she's mad at herself for like failing right and this having been a thing I yeah I really like and so I I really like that so that's what I made a note of yes yeah (laughs) instead of the so like she goes to her therapist and I was like oh I'm sure no I didn't write anything else just (laughs) the fact that I really liked how she was forced to acknowledge and I think that's what happens with a lot of people who have any type of like mental Mm -hmm. health issues yeah where you it's a you feel like it's a personal failure Failure. yeah right or or the or at the least it's like why am I so messed up like why can't I be normal and so I think it's really important important to have that there too right and so I think maybe that's why I was like well maybe I don't love 100% the way that the show is um like portraying how um this happened right or like explaining it away um I do love the detail of like I already know what I have I googled it (laughs) (laughs) that's so me I would Uh, in fact I once had a therapist who I was in a session and then I was talking talking and she suddenly stops me and she's like Please stop doing my job for me. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and yet, uh, and yet, yeah, I think maybe you're right. Like, this could have been an opportunity for the therapist to go beyond. Well, this, I'm gonna tell you what Google didn't tell you. Right, right. right. Um, and so, or like, just pushing her to say, like, to to start dealing with her issues with her family, with her friends, mm-hmm. with you know, with Constantine, like. They, they, they sort of are all there, and then they just don't get, like, de- delved into. Yeah. And a little bit of the time. And that's because yeah, they're doing exactly. a lot. And they're doing you know? a lot. Yeah, that's that's the sense of what I got, even though that last episode is 40 minutes, um, where I was like, oh, it's 
it's kind of over, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so that was interesting. I mean, I still really, really like this season, and I think they handle everything really well. Maybe not perfect, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do, th- I, do, I do agree that there's sort of a little bit of a small frustration where even I myself got out of the season where, yes, I will go and Google more details about dissociative, this, uh, I can't say it. This, uh, I can't spell it. Disassociative. Disassociative. Um, disorder. Disorder. Um, but I don't know that I come out of the show with like 100% an understanding of it. I mean, yeah. you don't have to. It's not their job. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like. Um, but, I, but, but I also don't know that I come out, come out of it with like an emotional understanding either. I just okay. sort of understand that it's a thing that happens and this is how it feels. Okay, yeah, and I I did like, because I always do think, like we've talked about, like, why it's hard. Why do we see one type of mental illness usually? It's uh-huh. because it's the one that's the most, like, uh, visual or the one that's easier. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So I do like this real attempt, and I think pretty good, well done, of showing us uh-huh. um, visually. and when, uh, when she says, I feel like I'm in a glass dome, and then the cutting out of the audio yeah. and then the sort of blurring of the vision it felt very I thought they did a really, really good, good job with that like yes, in, a, yeah. in a sensorial way yeah exactly. I did freak out a little bit when she gets up when um, Josh is telling her to balance yeah and I'm like this is not what you want a character <laughs> who or a human being who sometimes loses feeling in her body to be, ever be doing <laughs> well he doesn't he doesn't no, know I know he I know, know. He and, know. I, and I really I really did like that too like as, again, especially from Josh, where he's just constantly trying to be a source of help, but yeah, he, he no, no, I love that he know. was. And s- s- similarly with Zoe, right? And it's not until Kiki, the quote unquote adult in the situation, steps in that we really like. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I love that he did it. Yeah. It was just making me panic a little bit in the scene. Yeah, because like, where is this gonna go? Yeah, I agree. Um, fair enough. Um, yeah. So overall. Yay! <laughs> In terms of that, B plus. Starlight, B plus. B plus. We'll, we'll take a B plus on that. That's fine. Um, and then I think I wanted to talk a little bit more. I think about sort of the cash queens. It didn't seem like it quite yes. worked for you. Um, a little bit about the plot too. Um, and I think how it connects to everything, mm-hmm. right? So clearly, one of the things that I do, and I, and it's gonna sound like a bad thing, but I actually think it's a good thing. One of the things that I do like about the cash queens is that they are awkward. They are new friends. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's true, yeah. And so, um, it's even even later seasons when you compare the bond of the Instas versus the bond of the Cash Queens, like, you can tell that one has been, like, friends for longer mm-hmm. versus one is, like, they're still kind of figuring out their mm-hmm. dynamics and sort of, like, their roles within that dynamic. And I liked that awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought Ava was very clear, much clearer as a character than maybe some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I really loved the like I said that I could see every single time any conflict raced up and Malin was like, oh my god, I need to get out of here. And then and then Fatu was like, how do I calm this down? How yeah. do I calm this down? Like how do I compromise here? Like what do I have to yeah. do? Yeah, uh, can see it from everyone's perspective. Like yeah. she was always the voice of that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Malin was the voice of like, why don't you just ask and find out? We don't have to worry about it. And Fatu's was the voice of like. But we can kind of see it. Yeah, exactly. Pacha was like, everyone deserves to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do love um, that the season opens with Fatu. Like, uh, I don't know if you noticed that. It's like a voice message Yes, from oh, I was going to shout that out just in general because I love that opening so much as a callback to every yeah. season one opening as a way to transition us into a new generation yep. by calling back. 
um, by again giving us that flavor. It's almost like a like we're doing a soft reboot, but you're gonna love it. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> and we start and end the season on Fatu, so clearly she is a star. Yes. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was Fatu leaving the message though. I wasn't sure if it was her or Ava. It was it was okay. Fatu leaving okay. the message. Yeah, because she it. says her name, but I think I didn't like. I didn't uh, note it because I didn't well, know Well, because you don't know, yeah. you don't know them yet. And you're not seeing her. It's only a voice memo, right? right? right. Uh, but yeah, it's Fatu. Because Fatu really is actually the first person she connects with. Because Fatu... Because she's hanging around with them. She's hanging Anastasia. around with them. And then she kind of like, it's like, hey. like So right. she's the one that's kind of the more... So Ava kind of comes into it in that scene when they are... When she's saying, like, we can have our own Abby Ball. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, again, it's been a while. But my understanding, right, is that you have to, like, uh, do the... You're basically spending all of your high school years uh, doing, um, not fun fundraising, name. fundraising, yeah, uh-huh. fundraising for the actual Abbey Ball, right? And so the problem is that with COVID, um, usually the method that you use is just parties. You just do parties, and then you get money from the entrance fees to those parties, and that's how you fund your big party <laughs> for you to graduate, right? <laughs> I need to move to, no, if I were in high school, I should, I would want to live in Germany. Go ahead. Uh, so because of COVID, you can't have the parties. Right. So then the instants are like, then what's the fucking point? Let's just spend the money. Right. And so, like, they're, they're fucking assholes. They're spending because, the money yeah. that they have saved up so far, like, um, because they're like, what's the point? COVID yeah, sucks. I was so, like, uh, I roll in a good way, like in a very like I love like love to hate kind yeah. of. Yeah, and so yeah, so that's when we see sort of um, Ava step up because she's like, no, let's let's be creative. Let's like we can find other ways to um, do some fundraising. And so then they steal the money themselves, right? right. And they kind of take over. Um, love the fact that Yara never questions this. Like we see Yara as like the the person who's representing the, the whole like the committee at the beginning and then never never again does she come <laughs> up in that context um so yeah so like i said i love that yara is basically never heard from again in terms of relation in relation to that uh-huh. <laughs> even though that's supposed to be like one of her her roles her roles is that not even in the meta the instas and stuff not not as far as i remember not like instead the group instead the well because i don't i didn't remember until this time that yara was the one who's telling them about the parties because i didn't notice her until the the dance clip where she's looking at nora and i'm like where's she looking at nora like the first time and then you know it's because like her best friend has a crush yes. on her blah blah I, I didn't notice her until she greets there's like a she like she, when Nora says oh he has a boy he has a he has a girlfriend anyway yeah, yeah. um so yeah so like literally a couple of clips earlier when they're doing the dance class I see Yara, oh yeah Yara's there and Yara keeps looking at her I did notice that and I was like what's going on you're right it's just that like my best friend has a crush on you that's uh-huh, it uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first time that's when I noticed her but this time since I already knew who she was because she's also in season six and presumably in season seven because she even has a character poster but who knows with with uh, Brooke um interesting Drew whatever they're gonna do. I didn't notice that it was her. So it was funny this time noticing that. Yeah, and so I think it is kind of like a really cool move that they sort of take this back. Uh-huh. And the, when they're having the party and they they steal the money, I really, really like that scene for several things. Uh, first of all, because I love that the party is five people. Realistically, it's actually because of COVID, but it's still a very funny visual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it reinforces like that they're 
dicks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that kind of no one likes them. Exactly. It's not like, I was like, you're not partying with the whole class. Like, yeah. they're not there. You're just wasting their money. Um, and I liked that Ava gets to stand up for her bullies for the first time. Yes. But that is also just a distraction so that Malin can take the money. Yes. <laughs> so that was a great reversal. Love, yeah, so I love the layers to that. Yeah. And that's sort of that first moment of joy uh, uh-huh. between them. So. I was also thinking a little bit, it reminded me of the scene or the versions of the scene where the Nora character original Nora stands up to yeah. William. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was definitely shades uh, of uh-huh. that in there. Uh, so I thought that was <laughs> really good. And then they eventually they do come up with the idea of doing merch for the for mm-hmm. the school and that it's going to be Nora's drawings and then that sort of, then they... I love how that like fails and then succeeds. Yes. The way they turn that around. I So I was going to say, I do love that a lot. If I had to have a criticism, was that I want to know what pen is she using? Is it actually going to stay once you wash it? I was worried about that too. And so, then I was so worried about it. In my head, I was like, just, it's it's a, because there are pet, special pens that work on yes, material. Yes, so in my head, I was like, it's definitely that. Just assume that they know to use that and don't worry about it. And then my other second thing, and it's like more of a future thing, like for example, I love that in the opening scene, she's actually wearing the Abby Chalker hoodie, like Kiki's mm. hoodie that I still want. Um, in my heart of hearts, um, because uh, I thought it was like a fun callback, also because it like like visually connects, connects the two, yeah. and also because it's a sister thing to wear your yeah <laughs> sister's comfy hoodie. Um, <laughs> but in later seasons, you don't really see any anyone wearing their merch, oh, that so sucks. it makes me yeah. I'm like I want to see people wearing their merch. Yeah, especially because I want to see what they are. I was annoyed that we didn't get what does the what does she draw at the end for. Josh, it's like a girl dancing, but what is the, what is she, I don't know, I don't know, I wanted to ask you if you knew. No, it's script, so I can't even enter into Google Translate, because I I don't know what the letters are. I think, I don't know. I'm sure, I wonder if it's like, I got a cramp. (laughs) No, I think it's something like, I I I feel. I'm sure it's something like that, yeah, Yeah, I can feel, or. And I did actually thought it was cute also that he sees it because of the, of the live stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's that sort of like O. Henry moment where they miss each other at the house. Yes, yeah. And, then, and yeah. I thought that was, yeah, I thought yeah. that was, that was good. Um, um, and yeah, so overall I would say I, I like the Cash Queens. I do agree with you that there is this sort of like, maybe people aren't distinct enough, but since the first time I saw her, I was like, I love you, Fatu. And the, the, <laughs> the moment that they said that season six was going to be her season, I was really happy. Yeah, um, she does stand out from that crowd, for sure. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, she's definitely my favorite um, from the Cash Queens. Um, and I love their name. I think it's really cute. I just want to point out that I love that they go camping in October. And oh, yeah. that everyone is like, you guys are insane. Who goes camping <laughs> in October? I want to know what movie they're talking about. She says that, you know, the movie where the detective gets killed, he's investigating, and he gets killed halfway. I assume it's fake, but it sounds great. (laughs) I also like, I like the moment where Ava doesn't want to go camping because of where they're going to go, which is... Oh, yeah, Brandenburg. Yeah, because of... I think it's how it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh, I assume it's a very racist area is what I'm getting. So what I liked about it was the dynamics in that season where... She just says where it is, and she kind of looks at Fatu, mm-hmm. and, like, there's, like, a moment of, like, mutual understanding, whereas it has to be spelled out uh-huh. uh, for Nora and Malin, especially. Yeah, uh, I meant to look it up to see, like, what is the vibe of this place, and why is it, because it's, like, a forest. I think it's, like, a mm-hmm. wilderness. It's not, okay. like, a lot of people live there. Um, so I meant to look it up, and I just forgot, so. So, yeah, so I thought that was a really Someone of... tell us if you know. <laughs> I know, right? 
Uh, oh, you know what I realized? That it was something that we mentioned an hour ago. When you were like, oh, it's not quite vibing for me. And then I spent 10 minutes talking about the social media. And originally I said there were two things that I, I thought oh, yeah. might. I never said the second one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is the worst. Come back around. Yeah. So the second one an hour later is that um, I was listening to Alter Love and the episode that they had with um, Henrik, who uh, runs Scan English Subs. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a great source of uh, scam trivia. That's, that's his thing. Uh, and so one of the things that he says that he loves about the OG that he says he says is lacking basically in every single um, remake is that there was space for improv. And so, for example, all those conversations that we love, where like the girls are like te- the mains are texting and there's a conversation in the background. Uh huh. Apparently, like ninety five percent of them are improv. That feels so right. Even yeah. even that uh, chlamydia of the eye that becomes a running joke, <laughs> like the first time it's brought up, uh-huh. is just like spur of the moment, right? That's hilarious. Or like when Sana, I think I think that one of the other ones that he highlighted was like when uh, when Sana is in the in Isaac's and Evans' apartment. And they're sort of like saying goodbye and making these jokes about like you have to study like because you have to provide for us or like oh, you're the uh-huh. smart guy. like so all of those moments apparently are pretty much like up to the actors especially if they know that the actors are good at it right, right. um so like at that point you know and so I agreed I, that that was the other part that I was gonna say where when I'm talking about being aware that Druk has a budget and that I'm aware that it's like scripted it's again because I don't think that they allowed a lot of room for that sort yeah of thing yeah so anyway that was my uh-huh. <laughs> we wrapped it up I speak also in Brandenburg I think is where she goes swimming in the lake and I loved that very just like as a visual and also I mean it was shot so beautifully at that like kind of dusk hour yes I, I again I don't think we've said it enough we've mentioned it in passing but I absolutely love the visuals and the cinematography this season yeah um absolutely and that i think when i first texted you a year ago about this season it would be like there would be like a shot that i was like look at the composition or Uh like this is really interesting it's one of those where i feel like they are taking the time to not just like film to people talking and so i really like that the only other thing i think of that i wanted to mention was corona (laughs) oh yes yeah for sure this is the first sort of uh season or show that i mean even show that I've seen that so directly deals with it. What did you think about how they... Well, so I remember even before the season came out, the situation had already shifted in, okay. in, in, Germany. in Germany. So they shot this at a time where it was much more relaxed. Like, it, it was, I think it was, like, that first, like, everything's fine. We can we can just resume real life again. Right. And then by the time this show was actually airing, it was like, hey... You're supposed to wear a mask. Don't do, like, right. what the characters are doing. I think we see Josh wearing a mask once. Oh, I didn't even... Oh, wait! There's a picture of him wearing a mask. No, there's definitely... So, when, when they break up, like, he when he gets to the station, he's wearing a mask, and he oh, takes I it off. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Because I, I was like, a mask is seen! Uh, I was disturbed by the lack of masks, yeah. And so... I, I'm not making excuses for them because honestly, it's I mean it's not a hundred it's not that much greater in the other seasons. They do wear more masks, like you do see it more in season six and seven. Um, especially every time they're in school in the hallways, they have to wear them. But then that's about it. It's very weird. I I wish someone would tell me what the actual mask policy is in Germany. But yes, I do know that it was filmed when I was much more relaxed, okay. and there were like kind of PSAs of like don't do what the characters are doing. Okay. Um. But it was fascinating to see COVID, Corona, from a point of view of, like, 
the younger generation who has to go to school yeah. and who are more focused, like, the Instas on, well, why are they ruining our... Yes, my, 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 my graduation my year. My graduation year, my whatever, uh, et cetera. So I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I, when I say I was disturbed by lack of math, I don't mean in, like, a moral way. I just mean in, like, a confusing way. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because we keep talking about it's I, corona. I honestly, for the first couple, like, I've, at first I couldn't remember. Mm. I was like, oh, is this... Like, do we have one season before COVID? And then, and then I was like, no, 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 they're all in COVID. Right. Everything in the new generation is during Corona. Um, I felt this the the freak out that happens when um, I think it's Batu or Ava. I can't remember. Ava goes to the museum. Ava yeah. goes to the museum, and um, <clears throat> and then Mylin kind of like storms off, and then later apologizes. And I was like, what was that about? Was there more in the text about yeah, it? Yeah, what she says. She she was freaked out because she had hugged her grandma. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I understand that, but I just, it felt sort of like. No, there's no, and there's no more that I remember. Just that she was like, sort of this sense of, oh no, like. Do you know what it is? I just realized what I'm reacting to. It's the like the why of it. Like, why was this? What was the point of that? little storyline other than the fact that corona is a thing i think yeah okay. i don't think that there is like it didn't seem to be furthering certainly not nora's story in fact I, for a moment i thought um that when they all got their po- or <laughs> negative <laughs> results back um that she was that something was else was going to come up in her blood work that would indicate, indicate what was going on with her and it would like further the plot it didn't I mean, I mean it, it doesn't seem like you get a lot you just get negative or positive it's like a list of numbers yes no i mean i would have i yeah. was like maybe they do it differently in germany i don't know but no, I, no, no, I, I i was cool to see how they do it where it was like it's just this sort of general list of numbers and did you notice that no yeah they're looking they, they you just have to kind of know what number you are i did they she, they asked about an, a number so i think yeah it was a so number. like you see fatu like seeing like this long list of numbers I and see. they're like oh they still have it and it just seems like it's one thing and you just have to find your own uh, your own your own number and then it just it seems like it just says positive or negative that's it right 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 uh, there's, but in any case i just was like why what was the point of this uh, i guess because it's the reality we're living in i don't yeah. know <laughs> i wish it tied in a yeah bit. it 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 didn't add too much for sure. Um, I feel like I should explain why there might be banging and stuff going on in the background. For a variety of reasons, we had to record at my place, and there is construction happening next door. I apologize. I feel like it's been pretty quiet the, the whole time we've been doing it. It hasn't been too yeah, bad. Yeah, I, I don't think it's been too bad. Maybe an occasional hammering. And then I don't know why I want to bring up Q-Me again. I'm like, did we talk about Q-Me because, enough? <laughs> because we always have to talk about Q-Me. Well, we, we, like, I love her. Yeah, I really I like want her. to be her friend. <laughs> I want her in my life. I want to dance on her dance team. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, is such an incredibly do, soothing, Do you want to do some TikToks presence. with her? Yes, I will do TikToks with Q-Me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, definitely not a lot of Q-Me, but I do really like what we have. Yeah. But it just leads to the same question where I think the understanding that we're supposed to get is that um, basically, like... Kumi does not actively participate in the bullying. Right. But she's, she's just... a bystander, which does not, um, obviously... Not an excuse. Does not, exactly. Yeah, and, and she's not free of guilt. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, okay. And 
Uh, also, I like cold pizza, too. Just gonna put it out there. <laughs> I was like... Cue me, let's be friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought they did a really good job of, like, planting her there. And because we had talked, I knew about her, and I knew that the next season was gonna involve, you know, it was gonna be about her and Fatu. So I thought that it really did a really good job of, like, planting and, like, seeding that along. Yeah. And, 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 and putting her in, in such a way where it's much, obviously, much less than Fatu, but... I was, I'm very excited to watch the next one. Yeah, the next and, and the, the couple of moments that you do get where they're both there, you're, like, kind of, like, excited to see the... chemistry. I know, I do. I'm, like, they, they I think they, they're, they do have chemistry, and you're excited to see that and see where it's and this, go. And like, this, like, delightful, like, awkward chemistry where, where, bo- like, especially from Fatu, there's such a nervous energy. Yes, such a nervous <laughs> energy. She's um, really good. I really like that actress, too. She is too. really good. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to also watch her story. Sorry, I was just looking at the notes about the camping, and, like, the owner of the camping site calls them multicultural. Oh, yeah. And I was like, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a really interesting moment of, like, where portraying that thing of, like, where it's not overt and it's not well i mean it's kind of overt but yeah. it's not um threatening necessarily but yeah. in the, it, or, for, or for example it's just threatening enough that you are weirded out yeah but not so much that you have like an active reason which is actually worse because then you're like am i going cr- like is it me is it did i really you know what i mean there's this like yeah. it's a it's a it was a i thought it was a well yeah i mean malin would definitely tell you that he didn't mean anything by it <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. It has this, like, this, like, weird, um, but, but I, I mean, I, I say that in a positive way, uh, because I, I feel, I think that's much more realistic and probably a lot more what people face than sort of overt, you know. Yeah, for sure. You know, though things are changing every day and there's yeah, a lot more of the other side as well. Yeah, I mean, we already mentioned it, but, uh. Yeah, Finn is a character that basically in three seasons has had, like, three lines, but we all love him. Uh, just because we, we enjoy his presence. I don't know what to tell he's you. He's very he's just, charming. He's just there in the background. I love I love his 90s hair. He could literally be in a, in a high school yearbook photo in my in my high school yearbook. But isn't that a lot of with, where the fashion is going oh, these yeah. days? Like, They're like, all wearing, like, uh, flare jeans yep. and, yeah. I can't do it. I, I don't know. Like, I look... I, I can't. <laughs> Nan bought some the other day, and I'm like, "You look good, but I can't do it." You mean, uh, psycho- like mentally, or you? Like- I don't know. I feel like I don't. I don't think I like. I feel like I'm 12 and awkward. <laughs> yes, it makes me feel too much like a kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Kumi, yeah, Kumi kisses the other dude. I'm so- She doesn't know yet, guys. We can't get mad at Kumi yet. She doesn't know. Yeah, they're not. There's no yeah. agreement. There's no. What's the, what's the expression in Jane Austen? It's not agreement. It's understanding. There's no understanding. There's no understanding. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. And uh, do you know who's going to be their new roommate? Who? Because you know how they, they give the plan to Kiki about oh, yeah. like, Kiki's, like, a guide. Is it guide to happiness? Uh, Kiki's plan to happiness, yes. which is very cute. And then they're like, look, we're responsible. We have a budget. And as long as we have a new roommate. So Ava's going to be their new roommate. Oh. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So Ava. Ava. Uh, will move in into the and that's another sort of symbol that I liked of like the new generation because that's the the new collective. Kind well, of. well, no one, and that's 
Kiki and Carlos apartment. Oh yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Like, like taking over. Everyone, everyone yes. worked on it together. Everyone, yeah. Remember how everyone fixed it up and it looks exactly the same? But apparently, there's still a hole in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the connection between the yeah. two worlds. Yeah. Yeah. When they were in a, when they were having their cute little sleepover in the hallway. Wait, was that in the hallway of which apartment? No, I think it's the mom's apartment. So I got wrong. Okay, don't worry about it. Are you sure? I thought it was. Or, or the, is it in Kiki's apartment? I think apartment. it's the Kiki's. I could have sworn it was Kiki's apartment where she locks. Yeah, her, anyway, I made, out. I made a note that said, like, that staircase I've seen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's why, I, I think that's why it was, because I was thinking. Okay, that's similar. what I was thinking, too. So I was like, or maybe it just looks very um, similar. similar to me. Maybe it's possible. Um, yeah. And, um,. And yeah, and then even despite that we started this episode saying that I, to me, I, I could feel the, I can't remember what was the word that I said. Artifice? Yeah, the artifice of it. Another thing that I do like is that I do feel like the conversations feel very, it's funny because I just said, they're scripted, but no, they feel very teenage-y, uh-huh. authentic to me. Yeah. Um, and I, this is such a small detail. I, I thought it's really funny, and I guess it's true of teens, but, but I it's just not something that I guess gets brought up that much in uh, the regular sort of American teen shows. How much people love music on this show? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Ava loves it, Fatu uh-huh. loves it, Josh, Josh is like, Josh wants to like make everyone listen to, <laughs> like he wants to make a government like music uh-huh. law. Uh, <laughs> And I also know that Sasha and Ishmael also like it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I don't know. Everyone's really into music. Uh, bringing up that conversation, uh, the the making music law, I did love the number of stoned conversations. That, that one specifically wasn't stoned, though it could have been. But then they later do have one, I think, where the, the aren't the girls smoking when they're, um, God, where are they? They're, like, lying down somewhere. They all have their heads to each other, and they're, like, Fatu says, when I... I don't remember. I think they're drinking. I, I, uh, they I know had... they're drinking except for Nora, but I don't know. Hmm. I, I do. I, I, I love that conversation anyway. Yeah. It's one of... It's actually probably the first moment where I was like, oh, I really... I, I like this. Yeah. Maybe I just imagined it because it felt like such a college stone yeah, conversation. Yeah, like, I don't think so. Now that I think about it, it would be pretty crazy that they... If they did get no, high school kids smoking I'm on TV. I'm pretty sure that they're just drinking, except mm. for Nora, who... And I, I, that was another cute moment where I was like, she, she's... Because she's been hanging out with the Instance, who, again, when they're together, are monsters, uh, <laughs> she's expecting judgment when she says she doesn't want to drink. Right. And then they're like, okay, cool, <laughs> let's toast to some cake. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that was probably one of the first moments where I was like, okay, I do like the Cash Queen. Yeah, so. that was one of their best uh, moments, yeah. Yeah, so I guess what I'm seeing what you're talking about, but I guess to me, moment to moment, it worked, even if as a whole, it doesn't quite come together. I would say that about <laughs> a lot of the season. Like there's, like I said in the beginning, there's anything I could specifically point to. I would say that's good, that's good, that works, mm-hmm. and somehow something didn't add up. Even that scene that you mentioned with the um, when they're presenting Kiki her happiness plan, and I'm like. I like it. I like it. I'm in the moment. But something, I'm like, I just don't, like, buy that those girls made that sign. That that was one of those artifice moments. There was another one earlier on when, um, I think it's when they're, when they're, uh, Ava's decorating, I think, for their big Instagram reveal or something, or live re- reveal. Yeah. And I was just like, this feels like a production designer put this up. And, and, I, not, and not authentic. And I cannot point, I cannot describe what makes me think that. Um, 
because if I think about it rationally, there's I just can't come up with a rational reason. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I will always laugh any time on Scam that I see anyone dance, just because it makes me think of Scam Austin and how we never, ever saw them dance. <laughs> dance. I think the only time we ever saw anyone dance was Grace, because they don't do the Justin Bieber Sorry song, uh-huh. they, they do a little dance that then Daniel sees. Right. And she wasn't even that great of a dancer in that scene. But anyway, it just always makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm like, okay, and Scam Austin could give us zero dance uh-huh. scenes. Zero. Yeah, I, f- I also assumed it was an homage to... Uh, yeah, to the to the dance in... In Scum. Yeah. Yeah. In OG. Yeah. In OG, I agree. Um, okay, cool. So, overall, I really like the new generation. That's... I'm very happy we're in a new generation, I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. And I liked it a lot. Uh, I had some criticisms, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it still feels to me like this spirit of Scum. Yes. Uh, which is very important to me. Yeah, that they managed to carry that over into new generation. Because, for example, Skins, which is another show I love, uh, English, UK, not the American version, um, the first two seasons are fantastic. I love them. And then they go into the next generation, mm-hmm. and it's just a totally different show. And maybe it was good. People really loved it, I know. I couldn't quite make it past that shift. Me me either. I, I've, I always keep meaning to... Um, go back but because too, I know yeah. that there's specific characters and relationships that people really that really resonate with people so I'm like maybe I'll give it another chance and then I just never can bring myself to do it yeah uh, so <laughs> that was definitely my experience with with skins yeah. too so yeah so I'm glad they yeah I'm glad they managed to make that leap yeah cool all right then I think that's it for um today mm-hmm. thank you so much for listening and let us know if you agree, if you disagree, if you're excited, if you hate Ishmael's season. Uh, Tell us German trivia. Yes. Oh, my God. So much ger- German trivia. So much insight that we are lacking. So much. And thank you for listening. And we'll let you know what we're doing next. We might we might be doing What the Fuck Down or we might be doing something special. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> All right. So, um, how do you even say bye in German? Auf Wiedersehen. Aha! Like, it's literally the one word I know. Well, that and danke, which means thank, thank you. Well, I, all, the only thing I ever want to say is na. Na? What na. does na mean? It's like hi. Hi? Yeah. I feel like they were using it in all kinds of... Anyway. I only remember because that's what David and Mateo say to each other like oh. 55 billion times. If I didn't... I'm, either I forgot or I didn't pick up on it the first time. But I picked up on it this time. <laughs> like, to me, that was like, oh, no. For a while, no. I thought it was like a nickname for Nora, and then I realized they were using it to other people. No, no, Nora is Nori. 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 Which I really like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll be there, Zane. And thank you for listening. And find us on Instagram, um, Tumblr, or email us at cry to know you, Jen, at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah. All right. Thank you.